There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck with Stancy. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And I'm so psyched for you to catch this week's episode because I'd like to think I made a new friend among one of the many podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. Her name is Kara Erigel Rabat and she's a fellow radio DJ, although we never crossed paths when we were both in the industry. Uh, she spent most of her time on radio at RX and you know, me having been from Mellow and then later with Wave, it always seemed like we were in different universes. You know, lagi kung sinasabi about mga uh, DJs from Monster Radio. It's like they were in their own little universe and I was in mine, parang DC and Marvel. So there was never really any opportunity to cross over and collaborate or whatever unless we were at some event or I don't know, unless we got on a podcast. And while I was putting together my, my uh, guest list for season three, Caro is one of the top names I really had on just because, well, for starters, when I heard her plug on my podcast, I was like, damn, she really does sound like she belongs in radio. Uh, but more than that, I love the topics that she gets to talk about. And I love how how real and, and genuine she seems by just being someone who's like, yeah, I am over 30. So what? And I think we need more of that realness from our public figures, even the people we aspire to be 
And I think that's something very valuable that she brings to this public space of podcasting and just being in media. And we get to talk about that and why it's important to have just this safe space where we can embrace the imperfections or embrace this next chapter in our lives, you know, because everywhere around us, the media is just telling us to uh, to be this and to be that, to be shoehorned into these boxes that they've created for, for capitalism or whatever. And it's just liberating to have these conversations with, uh, for me, a newfound friend in Cara Erigel. So I'm really excited for you to catch this week's episode. Before we get to that, though, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out once again to my podcast network, Asia Family, because we are celebrating our second anniversary for this month. It's hashtag too good to be too for the month of August. And every Friday night, we've got these live streams and podcasts over at facebook.com slash podcast network Asia. The different podcasters come together and we give away vouchers from Shure and we play Kahoot among ourselves and among the many, many listeners of Podcast Network Asia's different shows. So if you want to be a part of that, catch us this Friday at 6.30 p.m. on Facebook.com slash Podcast Network Asia. And again, congratulations to PNA, hashtag too good to be too. All right, it's time to get to this week's main event. Here's my conversation with Kara Erigel Rabat. There comes a time in every radio DJ's life where you have these existential crises. And I've talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast. So it's nice to revisit this conversation. This time with uh, a a different co-host, a different guest. uh, Hopefully a new friend I'm making here on the podcast. She is one of our podcasts under Podcast Network Asia. And the host of After 30 with Cara Erigel. The great, well, Cara Erigel. Cara, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and and for adding so much pressure in that intro. The great talaga, wow. <laughs> but <laughs> if it thank makes you, you feel better, you. every other guest has gotten the great. So <laughs> oh, okay, you're, you're, all, you're all on the same level. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to have this conversation and hopefully to make a new friend. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I first met you, I think, dun, or interacted with you at one mm-hmm. of the Podcast Network Asia events like last year, like no major fresh by pandemic, right? So like we join in on those live streams and I don't know if anybody notices, but every time I pop in there, I'm just drinking all the time just to lose enough. <laughs> so yeah, so like that's that's yeah, where I first <laughs> interacted with you. But uh, did you join PNA before the pandemic or after COVID struck na? I think it was during like right or maybe in the beginning of the pandemic, I joined BNA. But I already had my podcast. I started it tail end of 2018 um, alone. And then through Victor and through Rika also, through a couple of separately, I heard about PNA through the both of them. And then I was connected to Tiffany. Thankfully. Interesting. Okay, okay. So what was it like for you? Because you mentioned that 2018, you were doing it solo. Right around that time, I was also doing the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast with the guys. Kami-kami lang, wala pang support ng PNA. So from your yeah. perspective, what was that like? Um, No, it was really fun. One of the biggest reasons why I started it was because I had just left radio a few months prior. And I was already talking to Sina JC and Rika. I wanted to really explore this whole... It was so new to me, podcasting. What is this? And then I missed radio and I just wanted to do something very similar to that. And it was after 30 because I had just turned 30 that year. And you know how we get so much pressure with the age, not to be sexist or anything, but especially to women, right? It's not just social pressure, but biological pressure as well. So I just wanted to deal with all of that, which is why I started after 30. But 
I had done it alone for the, uh, the, uh, during the beginning, the first year and a half, I'd say, or two years. And I would pay pa monthly. Yeah. Because I wasn't, you know, wala pa nun eh. Diba? Parang yeah. you, you pay pa Come monthly in, for that. Kami ng, what, $18 a month for the server or some shit? Exactly. Mm. For like five, four or five episodes a month, yeah. right? Which I also, of course, didn't get to do naman because it was all new, you know, and then it was fun. The experience of starting it all was fun because I didn't really know what it was all about, how to do it. And my first episode was actually, how do I do this? <laughs> you know, and how do we do this? Um, apart from having to pee, <laughs> I really enjoyed the experience. Um, and it was really just a passion project for me. Making money out of it, turning it into a job wasn't something I was really considering in the beginning. And I didn't know you could actually do it. Right. So I'm glad na maaga pa lang you touched on the whole sexist nature of, you know, uh, being a public figure, being a woman a public figure lalo, diba? Especially once you hit a certain age. We'll get to that in a bit, but I want to explore your radio background first. I I knew of you as a radio jock under RX. And uh, I was wondering if you started there, like if you'd spent your entire career in RX na. I did. I was um I would call myself na a radio DJ officially with RX, but I actually was introduced to radio for, uh, through a different radio station and a, diff- a DJ from another radio station, which was actually Magic. Um, it was Boom. He contacted me, I think, I think through Instagram pa or baka email naman, baka naman mas formal than that. But he contacted <laughs> me, and I think it was the time when Carla left, and he was looking for um, uh, a partner. And that was the first time I actually went in a radio station and experienced the whole thing. I remember um, that photo that I took of, of the Magic 89.9 parang logo mm. came out in my, my stories, my memories, just last week, I think, or two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, that was my first radio experience. And obviously, I didn't get it. Joyce was the one who got it. Right, I And I, was, I just came in. I just came in like, oh, this is interesting. This is fun. Ganyan. I was so scared because I didn't know what it was all about. And paano ba maging radio DJ dati? Nag-record lang ako ng, di ba, cassette tape when you listen to the radio and you hear radio yep. DJ, it's amazing, amazing ka how they intro a song so seamlessly and perfectly and then you just, di ba, record everything. So it was all new and amazing to me. And in my head, I was just playing with it para hindi ako masyadong ma-hurt if I don't get it. But then I did get hurt when I didn't get it. So I was like, huh, <laughs> Not maybe I... Oh, na-attach ako. Diba? Ang bilis ka naman palang ma-attach. Parang mga two weeks lang yun. But that's when I realized I really enjoyed the experience. And hey, maybe this is something I could, you know, explore. But at the time, I was also doing TV-TV, yeah. acting, ganyan. Right. Um, which was what I was focusing on at the time and also doing live events. So radio was a big jump. Um, and it was also something stable, which is why I wanted to explore it. And then I, so I auditioned, I think, for Wave and RX. And you know what's funny? When I auditioned for RX, I was, that week that I was, that I auditioned, I was supposed to do a film where okay. I was supposed to take my clothes off. Oh, wow. <laughs> As in like, yes, it was a hashtag bomba film. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, um, and I was on the fence, you know, I was like, what? And I was doing oh shopping pa, alam mo yun? I was just really looking for myself at the time and what I had really wanted to do in my career. Just exploring, whatever. I was open to anything. Um, pero pinag-iisipan ko talaga yung hubaran session. I was like, do we really want to do this? And then I auditioned for RX. And then thankfully, I got in. So that meant you I didn't got, have to do the film? Um, not that I didn't have to do it. But I just decided I didn't want to do it. Because I was thinking it might affect my 
the career path I had decided to to go, de ba? Yeah. Parang okay. if I really wanted to go down the radio route, bakay bakawag tayo maghubad, no? <laughs> if I was gonna go <laughs> into RX, and you know what's interesting is that the role I was supposed to have, um, um, was taken by a DJ who had just left RX, which was why natanggap ako. So para kami nagswitch. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, itong time na to in radio, I call it the personality-driven era of FM radio sa Pinas. Uh, oh, like the okay. late 2000s, early 2010s, like mid tail end na early 2010s, di ba? Like when pretty much big names would be on radio, people you'd recognize from TV, from movies, talagang mga artista. And uh, Magic and RX specifically had these names, di ba? RX had si Rico Robles, si Jinri mm-hmm. Bar, Karen Bordador, uh, that yeah. whole, uh, whole um, list of names, right? So, um, how did you feel coming into radio at that time that everyone was expected to really be a name, to be somebody, or if not be somebody, to uh, get to that point where you are somebody? Oof. Um, at the time, ang pinangahawakan ko lang with my name was really O Shopping. That was all. I was known as Oisy O Shopping. <laughs> and that's actually how they would refer to me in, in RX. Uy, wow. nabili ko yung, uy, napanood kita kagabi. <laughs> Binili ko yung pot or whatever again. And you know, I was just laughing about it. And it was fun because, you know, it was something I guess I had felt like at the time people knew me for, yeah. you know. And so I went into the radio, have, I guess, you know, Embracing that personality, but also the show that was given to me was Wild and Wicked, was the right. name of the show. So, medyo opposite din, di ba? Kasi here I am uh, selling pots and pans sa madaling araw, and then sa gabi, I talk about Wild and Wicked things, um, which was also, I guess, fun, very fun for me because I was still in the, I guess, yung stage na yun, I was really just exploring what I could do, what I wanted to do, where I could be good at. So it was all a very amazing learning experience for me, I would say, the whole radio experience. What were your thoughts on the fact that the show na yun, Wild and Wicked, it was really supposed to be more provocative but from a female's perspective? I remember listening to that show then uh, during that time. <laughs> and then um, you, at the same time, women in radio nung time na yun, were also kind of being molded into this sexual character, right? Like... Um, they they were being sexualized because they were hot people like you know again Jinri Park to an extent the Andy Nine, but like the nine in her name was basically her rating on the hotness scale, diba? So yeah. how how did you feel uh, being a part of radio during that time period where as a woman you were expected to also be pretty sexual? Oh, it was fun. <laughs> I didn't see it, of course, diba? Shampre my boundaries, naman. I I guess I was pretty. Um, you know, I stood my ground in that sense. And also, ironically, our show is called Wild and Wicked, but we were supposed, on radio naman eh, especially in our station, diba? You're just supposed to like tickle, you know, the edge, touch on it a little bit, but not go over. Okay. So, and hello na memo din kami. Parang twice pa nga na memo kami on the show for having, for talking about bananas. <laughs> ng KBP or ng RX management? Ah, uh, ng Someone, I forget, management, pero meron kasing nag-report. Okay. Someone from the KBP, I think. Or basta someone, yeah, some a listener actually. Someone reported that we were talking about bananas or whatever. Literally that word, but of course pertaining to that. Diba? Sure. But, um, yun eh, so it was, a, it was a major push and pull. Parang okay, this is the title of the show. This is what my character is supposed to be in the show. But also we're not supposed to go this far. Uh, and also a little background around that. I guess I was very, uh, I was not very, I was comfortable naman 
um, projecting myself that way in a sense, I guess as a character on radio because hello, my my major, second major in college was erotic writing. Wow. <laughs> erotic poetry, creative writing in UP. Um, but, so yun, I wasn't, hindi ako na-offend, na-offend at all in that way. It was just a character I was happy to take that didn't necessarily mean that that would be or that was me as a person, right? That was me as a radio personality. I've got two takeaways from that. As in Isko, I did not know that there was erotic writing na major in UP. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Had I known, I would have taken like an elective at Ka- sa Kalba to. Yes. College poetry naman. Poetry. But I focused on erotic poetry in Filipino. Wonderful. Galing! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, there's that. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so that that's one takeaway. Uh, second is um, you, you don't get a lot of uh, Filipina personalities who would openly admit to being comfortable talking about sex or talking about anything erotic. Just because as a society, di ba, napaka conservative natin. Mas pinahahalagan parehong yung pagiging Maria Clara, and uh, you know, for better or worse, mostly worse. Um, so so for you, did you face any backlash from like people in your family or? Management or you know listeners because of how open you were about this side of yourself. Not really. Um, mainly because the title of the show was Wild and Wicked, okay. so it was kind of it was kind of expected. But also, I guess luckily, um, my parents are both very open. I've always had a very open relationship with with them, and they knew the course I was taking. Sometimes, and my mom is also a writer, so there were times that I'd go to her and be like, "Ma, okay, but <laughs> and it's like erotic poetry. What do you think? Is it it's okay? Yeah, Does it yeah. turn you so, on? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't go that far, but like, of course, I know in the back of my mother's head, bless her heart, really, honestly, when you write, where do you get the <laughs> ideas from? Sure, yeah. especially poetry, right? So she was like, so yeah, um, both my parents were, were very open, I guess. Yung pinaka deciding biggest deciding point lang was when I had told them I'm considering doing this film. So don palang na open ko na sa kanila na baka I might take this route. How do you feel about it? Of course they didn't stop me, but they were uncomfortable. So you know, may just safe safe um, na projection ng sexuality yung pinuntahan ko naman, which is radio with a title called Wild and Wicked. Right, I, I would imagine uh, they would be more comfortable with you talking about it as opposed to letting it all, you know, uh, be visible on on uh, on screen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> I think, I think right. it's like the most diplomatic way of saying it. <laughs> right, right, right. So you mentioned that right around the time you started your podcast, you had also just left radio. So um, mm-hmm. how long did you stay in RX? Three years. Okay. Three, three years. years and and at what point did you decide that it was time to move on because um three years for some people that's that's very short lang but for some people also that's like that's an entire part of your career right? so it can be considered yeah. long so what made you decide now okay you know i've i've uh, gotten everything i needed out of radio it's time to move on um like i said that i was in the phase a season in my life when i had entered radio when i was just figuring out what i wanted to do i wasn't sure what it was um i just wanted to explore and 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 learn new things and get what I could from from that experience. So, um, I think it was siguro mga half a year then, or maybe even a year that I was thinking about um leaving already, um, because I wanted to focus on hosting and I wanted to go back to TV hosting, not acting anymore. Ano ko ba makakwento tanong nung wala ako masasabing mali? <laughs> <laughs> 
Paano ba ako di matitimanda nito? Paano ba? Paano ba? Paano ba? I think there was just a, a series of experiences that kind of um, pushed me towards that direction. I was, ah, okay, I was doing our shopping at the time and um, we would tape in Korea monthly. We would fly to Korea one week every month to shoot there. Which was, I mean, crazy. And now that I think about it, wow, we were so lucky. Yeah, what a gift. Right? Parang hashtag bakasyon trabaho, di ba? I mm. mean, wow. And of course, I wouldn't be allowed most of the time because that's a week out of radio time. Right. And we're live, di ba? So I would miss some and then that would mean matatrobol ako dun sa shopping. Tapos, pero pag lumipad ako dun, trobol ako sa, alam mo yun, trobol ako sa RX. Um, so, uh, I juggled ko na siya for a year, I think, that I was doing that. Hanggang sa, you know, um, I would make up for it. Sometimes I'd do 8, 12 hours of board work just in to make day? up for lost time. Yeah, in a Shit. day. Wow. Hinanapan ko talaga because I really loved radio and I really wanted to stay. So, hanapan mo siya ng paraan hanggang nag-work pa, di ba? Yung may ikipagpalit ako, I'll call four other DJs. Yung bago ako magpaalam, sir, can I go? Or can I do this hosting gig? Or can I go to Korea? Kakausapin ko na yung mga apat na DJs. Guys, okay lang papalit tayo hanggang to ganyan. Saka ako siya ilalatag, sir, pumayag na sila. I'll do two, eight hours, twelve hours. Is that okay with you? Um, because I really want to do this, ganyan. Um, hanggang sa nahihiya na lang ako um, that I kept doing it. Of course, uh, lagi na nga nala akong inaano sa meetings eh. Di ba? Parang, oh, si Kara na naman. Meron na naman. Anyway, it was just a running joke. It wasn't that they weren't angry or anything, but they were just telling me na, you know, sobra na yung mga ano mo, paalam mo, ha? Ganyan. And there was one major thing. Um, it was a, a huge hosting gig that I had always dreamt of having. Um, and it was for New Year's Eve. And I had board work. Uh, New Year's Eve and I really had you know I really went to, to our station manager then and I said sir you know I'm not I'm not that big of a person to say no to this I cannot it's it's a it's a dream job I've always wanted the Sion Medjan Medjan a trouble ako doon kasi nga I had war, whatever ganyan so a series of, of things that just kept happening that I was like I love this job but I also want to explore more of, the, of these opportunities that I started getting because of the job so I'm grateful for the job Kaya lang nagiging counterproductive na siya kasi hindi ako maka-explore outside of it because I'm tied to this time slot and and you know I I'm, I'm committed to this. Right. So hanggang sa natanong na ako, saan ka ba talaga? Ano ba priorities mo? Saan ka ba talaga mas committed oh, dito? That it's close oh, to yung home. Career mo na, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at the time, you know, I was I I just had turned 30. You know, I I was in a new relationship. I just moved out of my house. So I was like, sure. Mahal ko yung trabaho, pero priorities ko talagang kumita ng pera. Let's be real. Yeah. Diba? That's my... Pri- I mean, now at my age, financially, I have to... That has to be my priority also. And a career that I want to kind of explore outside of this. So, yun. Before we get back to this week's interview, let me take another moment to say hi and big thanks to everybody over at Kumu and... If for whatever reason you're still living under a rock and you've never heard of Kumu, they're a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. I was going to say like myself, but I'm more of a streamer and not a celebrity, but I'm on Kumu so you can connect with me over there. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, you can use the link in my description to follow some Kumu streamers. And yes, I am one of them on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So follow us over there on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. 
So, I'm glad that you mentioned yung aspect ng pera because one of the biggest misconceptions about what we do in radio is that, oh, DJ ka pala, kumikita ka ng malaki, ano? Daming commercial, all that bullshit, diba? It, it's clearly not true based <laughs> yeah. on your story alone. And um, I don't know if you can identify with this, but I always saw radio as it's being treated like a full-time position, but it's not being compensated like it is. Yeah. <laughs> like you're nodding your head. Um, our, our listeners obviously can't, uh, can't, can't see, but he's nodding your head. And she, she she can just agree. <laughs> thank you for thank you for saying it out loud. But I I I was like, mm, yeah. And <laughs> but yeah, that was true. Yeah. It's and 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 DJs have been very open about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she, it opens a lot of opportunities for you, definitely. Hmm. But the compensation itself for the job is not not enough to support, I guess, a family. Let's just put it that. Oh, way. Oh, definitely. Right? For sure. For sure. Like. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of weird And Sigurd, this is the first time I'll, I'll be saying it on the record I don't really care But um, I would say that the previous generation had a, had a huge hand in maintaining status quo Like we are where we are Because I would say that the previous generations Who had uh, gone to management or ownership Parang, you know, uh, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it And for some people, I guess that works But for a lot of mm-hmm. people, it does not So, you know, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that Ah, uh, yeah, tinanggap na lang natin yeah. It doesn't work for them Pero iba na kasi ngayon eh Parang Lalo Diba mas mahal na ang bilihin Yes diba? Mas marami ka ng gastusin Siguro baguhin na natin ng onte no Mag-adjust naman tayo Exactly yeah But yeah and, and you know We are where we are So like you're at a point where Yeah you know You love radio But you also have to Take care of yourself Take care of number one So you had to make a choice So yeah. um, You mentioned that it came with Turning 30 And what was so significant About that milestone That even the podcast Had to be named After that checkpoint In your life And I'm sure that um, A lot of our listeners Who are within our age range Can also relate Because 30 is really A magic number And then 31 yeah. Magic din yun Uy, wala ka na sa kalendario After this, right? <laughs> so what's so What's so special About this checkpoint In your life? I think because majorly, diba, I was just turning 30, you have this expectation of yourself and you 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 hear it from other people. Other people's expectations of you in that age is that you've already figured life out. You've already pretty much laid down your, diba, uh, decided ka na sa career path mo, baka siguro may family ka na or nagde-decide ka nang mag-start ng family, you know, that age. And, and the decision of leaving radio and exploring other things, jumping into another thing that I wasn't even completely sure of yet at the time. Because event hosting is, yes, it gives you big money, but hindi siya regular. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get, sometimes I won't. Um, and also this, this TV gig that, that, uh, that I got then, you know, tatlong buwan lang yun. Alam mo yun, hindi pa rin ako talaga completely secured and sure, but I knew in my heart I wanted it. But it was that, na parang at 30 talaga ba? Mag-explore ka pa rin Hindi ka pa sure Mag-jump Mag-risk ka pa ulit Eh di ba dapat Steady ka na By this age And and that was What it was That was the fear I guess That, w- what, that was where The fear was revolving around um, Yeah Feeling ko ano rin siya eh, Set din siya by Again the generation That came before us um, I don't know about your parents I can't speak for them But like my parents Already had a family set up By the time they were 30 Like my dad mm-hmm. got married at 31 My mom was 27 When she had me I'm 31, I still live at home. You know, so like, sobrang iba yung, yung generation, uh, generational settings or whatever. Uh, yeah. Right? But the expectations haven't changed even though time has. So like, uh, what do you think about that na, kunwari, yung, yung generation natin where still figuring things out at 30 when the ones that came before us are like, oh no, we had that shit figured out by 30. 
think we just have more options now, honestly. And I've I had this conversation with my mother. Actually, yung pressure was just, I think, all coming from me. It was all me, not even my, not even my parents. Because, like I said, and my parents were never married. I never grew up in a regular household. But you know, I have three mothers. They're all friends. You know, it was a very one big like modern family setting. Wow. I would say. Okay. Um. Which was, you know, a lot of people would say, yo, dami siguro issues. Oh, marami. Pero happy din ako kasi okay kami <laughs> and, and, and there are a lot of valuable, um, you know, life lessons that I learned in that setup, you know, that I didn't learn in school or, or you know, anywhere else. But which is also that, diba? the openness that, that uh, I luckily had from both my parents. You know, they weren't really pressuring me to get married, weren't pressuring me to have kids, weren't pressuring me to figure life out. I guess the only pressure was that a secure moment lang yung finances mo. Para hindi kami mag-worry about. Yun lang naman ang worry ng parents natin sa atin, eh, di ba? Yeah. Um, is that you'll be okay when, you know, kaya, kaya mo mabuhay ng wala ako. Parang ganon. Um, sorry, what was your question? I lost myself in that whole thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I got what I uh, was hoping ah, to did? get. Ah, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so don't worry about it. Um, okay, okay. You mentioned earlier na uh, when, when you're a woman, there is also that pressure, I guess, when it comes to your body, when it comes to how you present yourself. And that's, that's pretty evident as a public figure, about whether you're a radio host, TV host, events host, uh, a, a movie actor, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to bring in the idea of a shelf life into it. So what are your thoughts on that? Because uh, you know, um, let, let's face it, there is a shelf life for everyone, but more so for women because of age. Yes. Uh, I think that's why I called I I called my podcast after 30 was that to diba eh lagay na natin own na natin <laughs> let's own and 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 you know not allow the age and these expectations take over me and actually have power over me that that was a way for me to take control of it and have power over it diba I'm calling this show after 30s because I'm saying it out into the world Diba, kung sino man yung makatrabaho ko, diba, I don't have to lie about my age anymore in VTRs and be like, I'm 27. You know? Para <laughs> <laughs> limang taon ka ng 27. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a way for me uh, to own it. And I think it's it's getting less and less that way now. Most especially with um, celebrities, the likes of, of Selene and Ann Curtis, who are openly, you know, um, talking about their age, owning their age, and talking about how it doesn't really matter and that you should love it. Even Hart had a, uh, I think um, she released a, a, a vlog about it, na parang, you know, also talking about, I know, she has an ad. Um, I forget what brand, but she has an ad where she says, I'm 37, blah, blah, blah. And so what? It doesn't even show, but whatever. So I think um, in the recent years, people have been more, and brands have been more open. Um, and and the career, I guess, have been, this environment are, is more is starting to become more forgiving, for lack of a better term, uh, pagdating sa age in women. How did you become so open about it? Because I've worked with other women in media who would constantly lie about their age. Yung tipong, <laughs> I've, I've attended VTRs with them, and then, you know, like, I know I knew who they were. I knew what their ages were, but they would like write twenty five on the VDR sheet or or whatever. When clearly that wasn't the case. So in in your case, bakit open ka about it, or paano ka naging open about it? Um, I wasn't. I wasn't until I I even let uh, putting out the podcast was a, such a push and pull for me because nga, that would mean isa sabihin ko na sa world na after nga thirty, eh, after thirty na ako, diba? Um, what made me so open uh, and how did I get there? Um, because I had realized that when I actually started, at, 
I would be if I were to be 150% honest, it would probably be on the third episode even of my podcast <laughs> where I was, you know, completely um when I where I had completely accepted it, the fact that I had put it out into the world and that open to telling people na oy, I'm already after 30. It's because you know what? It's not yung age mo kasi you're so wise at 30 plus, honestly. You know, I learned so many things at this age. Maybe even in the year that I turned 30 about myself and about life than I did when I was in my 20s. I wish I did. I wish I knew when I was in my 20s. So there's no, um, there's no shame in it. I'm actually really, really proud and happy um, at this age because I feel like I, I know so much about myself and I, I have so much love and not knowledge, matalino or, or diba, professional or anything, but just so but much to offer short. us. You're a UP grad, give. so you know. <laughs> Thanks for throwing it out there. <laughs> but yeah, so there. Um, yeah, it's it's such a wonderful age, really. Pero na realize ko na lang yon mga thirty one na siguro after a year of moping. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, the uh, reaction though from people you worked with or you mga followers mo or your your fans who are like, oh wow, you know, Kara's very open about being thirty plus. Man, man. Um, I think especially with friends and family, they've always known me as as that type of person who you know almost open book. <laughs> Sometimes I even have to stop myself from, from saying things, right? in my in my brain. But I don't I've always been so open about it. I guess yung yung uh, pagtatago ko lang about it would be with the job, like VTRs, auditions, ganyan. And that didn't even come from me, I think. That came from a man, maybe a couple or a few managements that I'd worked with before who had advised me um, to say, oh, this is your age. This is the age that you put. Yeah, so maybe it felt so freeing for me to actually be like, this is how I want to put myself out there in the world as honest as I can be and proud of, of my age. What would be the age that management uh, people would tell you to put some VTR applications? Yung pinakahuli... Was mga 27 ganyan. Let's be realistic. Yeah. This face doesn't look diba, 20, 21. <laughs> so 27, pang nung 30 ako, medyo believable mo siya ng very light. Okay, okay. Baka um, yun yung safe age eh, diba? Kasi pag beyond that, parang mommy rolls na, iniisip nila, ayun ang mamali sa mommy rolls, diba? Right. On that note, uh, how did your career change after you just embraced being 30 or 30 plus? And did you see any differences in the types of increase you'd get for like hosting or, or whatever? Uh, you know, also because I was also open to taking, let's say, um, even for postings like alcohol brands or, you know, more more adult things. And and I guess it was it was better for me in a sense because also in a way in life, the when you're more real and when you're more genuine about yourself, when you're not trying so hard to be another, you know, a younger age or someone you're not, you get more opportunities because the energy that you, this is so meta, but like the energy that you put out into the world is is real and true. And so you will attract the right kinds of work, the right brands, um, the tamang branding na hindi mo na pinipeke or masyadong form into this is who I am supposed to be. No, this is who I am. So this is who I want to work with. So I would say when I finally accepted the, you know, their my age and their all their realities and possibly, um, you know, and everything that comes with it, I actually got more jobs. Right. Um. And and when you say that this is a woman who is in her thirties, I wouldn't even say that that's a homogenous blob, right? Because lahat naman ng Filipinos iba iba tayong personality. So like. 
uh, how would you classify yourself then? Like if you had to identify your brand now that you really embrace this new checkpoint that you've passed. How would I identify my brand? Yeah. Oof. That's a, that's a, that's a very ano, question, no? Kasi nang sagutin. Right. <laughs> um, voc- verbally, parang usually sinusulat mo yan, eh, but this is my brand. Then you or marketing homework, eh, no? Oo. <laughs> Tapos isang sentence mo lang, isang ano mo lang, isang breath mo lang papat- ipapasagot sa akin. I guess I would be, um, I have I've revolved around this whole after 30, which is, um, basically talking about anything and everything. I would want to be the type of brand where I'm very open and I allow and I give, I create a safe space for women my age or women in general, or actually no nga, people in general, to be able to um, accept wherever they are in their lives, whatever season they are in their lives, and, and just put it out into the world, be as vulnerable as possible and use that as their strength. Use the mistakes they have made and the pains that they have as their strength moving forward. So I've uh, gone through some of your episodes and I've seen the ones that talk about sex. And Shempre, as a guy, to me, that's that's the most interesting um, episode na pakinggan for a women-centric podcast. Diba? Because I want to ah, know listen what... Listen to it, please. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> diba? Because like, I, I want to know what goes on in your heads when we start thinking about our heads. So, uh, like, uh, you've got episodes about that. The Kudazers, meron din sila. Eavesdrop, they have those as well. How do people take to that? Especially, yun nga, given na napaka-pabebe pa rin natin as a society. I wouldn't even say, like, conservative. Ang pabebe lang natin in general. <laughs> wala. Wala na. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that anymore. I guess because that was also one of the biggest reasons why I did After 30. I was like, I wasn't thinking about brands even. Or, di ba, baka, baka mawala na ako ng Malay mo merong kondom brand, diba? You never know. But it's just, it's, it's an, I, and that's mainly why I, I, I created the podcast is I wanted it to be an open, safe space to talk about things that aren't very openly talked about. And sex is one major thing that is not taught in school that if, if, diba, if this is the kind of, of environment you had in your family, then you would have probably also not talked about it in your family setting. And how will you learn about it, diba? Kaya nga may mga maagang nabubuntis pa rin hanggang ngayon, 2021 na po, mga kaibigan, diba? There are a lot of, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, yeah. It should be talked about. And why is it why is it such a scary thing? And I love that episode with with Miss Eleanor Long. She is the owner of, of the Pleasure Place in, in Metro Walk, if you've chanced yeah. upon it. Yes, I mm, have. Oh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? And it's actually na realize ko nga during that episode. Buti na lang ng mga time na yun, wala pa akong videos. Wala pa akong video content. But my eyes the whole time were just like Goodness, akala ko open na ako, you know, being an erotic poetry writer and everything. But wow, she was, I was so mind blown. And I still don't know a lot about sex. And we should be talking about it. We should be talking about it. What's the first step though? Like, how do we get to this point? Because, like, you are at that, uh, in, in, at that point or in that space where you can comfortably express yourself about it. And, ako, I, you know, I, I, like, I don't have a problem saying dick or penis or vagina or whatever, right? But, like, mm-hmm. for some people, you just say the word vagina and it just scandalizes them. So, how do you get over that glass shattering um, mindset? I wouldn't really know how to answer this question because like I said, I grew up with very open parents and I, you know, at 16, my mother was the first one who gave me my pills as soon as she knew that I was sexually active. So in our family, I guess that we were very open about sex. 
Um, so it wasn't like a wow, uh, you know, thing. There weren't really steps or anything that I had to go through to be kind of open about it. Um, um, but from what I learned, kailangan mo lang talaga siyang pag-usapan din pag-usapan. Well, I can't say, we can't generalize because some people, you know, some people it's because of religion. Some people it's because of, you know, the family setting. Yeah. Um, you can't really completely change someone's mind about, you know, their views on, on something as, I guess, sensitive as sex. But what, maybe siguro ang, ang contribution lang natin of people who are open to talking about it is, we're not just talking about it because it's fun. It is. Let's be real. Yeah. But we're talking about it because we want to also hopefully educate people who that it's not a bad thing, that it's actually important to know about it for your sexual health, for your happiness, right? for your safety also. Right? Talking about sex not doesn't just include the pleasure of it all. It includes, you know, um, uh, your reproductive health, right? even the uh, boundaries, the respect, the kailan ba dapat, paano ba dapat. Ano ba yung malina, ba? All these things you don't know if you're not open to talking about sex. So it's just a matter of it's it's education, really. Um, yeah. And with uh, podcasting as a medium, that it goes largely unchecked, ba? Like like we're at we're at a point where you can still say whatever you want on a podcast. It's also mm-hmm. um it, it's it's just free for us to express these things. So as a content creator in this space. Uh, what, what do you think about you know being here where you know it's really a free for all and people can just stumble upon after thirty and they're like oh wow you know she's talking about all these things in a very liberated manner um, how does that make you feel that you're part of this uh, marketplace of ideas? It's amazing. Um, it's amazing because walang safe de, It's also kind. It can also get kind of scary. Like if I were to think as a parent, ako, my God, yung anak ko makinig sa episode ko before and other episodes like mine just so openly, which is why you put naman explicit or whatever, right? Hopefully na anababantay naman. But me as a creator, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing time to be a content creator, um, and to be a speaker, um, also. Um, because you can talk about anything and everything. It's wonderful. And um, also for people who want to learn, there are so many opportunities now. Diba? A lot of people learn. I, myself, also learned so much from podcasting. You can listen to it everywhere. And it's an yeah. amazing space, a learning uh, platform. Um, but there could also be dangers to it, I guess, somewhere along the way. Um, wag naman sana nilang ma-realize muna. <laughs> wag muna. <laughs> wag niyo munang isif. I mean, you know, we're in the Philippines, sobrang bagal nga ng pandemic response, but more like moderating or regulating podcasts, right? Okay, so matagal pa. Yay! Yeah. Let's get through herd immunity first, right? <laughs> right, right. 2024. Oh balang araw. <laughs> oh, no. As we wind down here, um, you mentioned kanina that uh, there's a little bit of fear, I guess, na parang, oh, ano, what if I have a kid down the road and then they end up listening to my podcasts where I talk about sex and all these things. Does that scare you or does that uh, concern you na, yeah, this is a possibility? Yes, of course, there is fear there. Um, also, when I think about other kids possibly, you know, stumbling upon some of my episodes and some other episodes on the podcast that could be, you know, where they could get um, information from na hindi pa nila kayang i-digest. I guess this is why I hopefully hindi lang bata, hopefully na may mga future parents or present parents then, you know, who are open to listening to podcasts and learning these new things. It's just really starting a generation of, of people and parents and parents to be where you start educating your children 
within your homes. Sayo nagsisimula. Diba? Even with podcasting, I guess, okay, if you want to listen, not, uh, you know, these are the things you can listen to. Um, it really starts there. It starts with your your household. It starts with you. Everything outside of that is not, is out of our control. They will. They will see YouTube videos. They will listen to podcasts that are, you know, explicit. But um, if you, I guess, teach them enough, inform them enough, then they could have, they could, you know, make informed decisions for themselves. Um, as one of my last questions, you mentioned Kanina. Now, when you hit 30 throughout that year, you learned a lot of stuff that you wish you'd learned a decade, uh, a decade prior. So can you give me an example of one of those things, one of those takeaways Nah, yeah, I wish someone had taught me that at 22 or whatever? Oh, gosh. Same question I got. Actually, I've been getting, well, I've been getting uh, for, for the last two um, podcast recordings. I'm going to say it again because that is really still, until now, the most valuable thing that I learned in my 30s, I wish I learned in my 20s, is that I don't need to force anyone to love me, whether it be in a relationship setting Diba? Um, or at work, diba? Lalo na, uh, you know, at work for like the career also, the career path that I had chosen. So there, I don't need to force anyone to love me. I don't need to change myself and package myself this way just so I will be loved and liked and, and admired and appreciated. The secret is just to find myself and love myself. So that I will get the kind of love I deserve from the people I, I want to surround myself with and also the career that I've chosen. Yeah, basically uh, veer away from the toxicity because that's toxic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, where can our listeners uh, find you and, and catch you and, and uh, get a hold of the stuff that uh, the content that you put out there? Yes, please do check out my podcast. It's called After 30 with Gara Erigel, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and where, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also check out my socials. That's at After 30 with Gara Erigel and at Gara Erigel on Instagram and Facebook. And where can people find this ero- uh, erotic poetry? <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> not online definitely not online maybe I had one but I will not tell people about it <laughs> 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 lang sayo Stan kailangan mag Tumblr tayo or mag live journal or whatever Weebly actually sige na oh my Weebly Kara, thank you so much. This was a really fun thank conversation. Um, you know, I, I appreciate everything you bring to the table and thank you for providing a safe space for, for not just women, for people to embrace the fact that, yeah, I am at this point in my life and there is nothing wrong with it. Thank you so much and more power to you. Thank you so much for having me and I appreciate you. Huge, huge thanks to my new friend, Kara Regal Rabat, for joining me on this week's episode of On Deck. And thank you as well to you, the listeners, you know, everybody who's been supporting the podcasts, sharing it, letting people know that it exists, all the comments, all the messages, the follows, it all means a lot to me. So thank you. And if you want to keep supporting On Deck at no additional cost to you, one way you can do that is through your online shopping over at Shopee. Malapit na naman maka huge sale, 99 is on the horizon, so... If you're stacking your cart and if you're just waiting to check out, please keep in mind that you can use my Shopee affiliate link right before you hit checkout. So just go to this URL on your browser on your mobile phone. That's tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Again, tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-S-H-O-P-E-E. 
It'll take you straight to the app. Then from there, just click checkout and a portion of what you spend goes to Podcast Network Asia and to OnDeck so I can keep doing what I do best, which is to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic at no additional cost to you. Again, the link is tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. As for the other podcasts I've been getting myself into, I've got a lot to promote, so please take some time out to check these podcasts out, starting with, of course, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which I co-host alongside Romoran and Chino Liao every Thursday night at 7 p.m. We are live on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify. And if you can't get enough of your wrestling talk, I appeared on this week's episode of the Wrestling Rehap Up. It's their season finale as we get closer to SummerSlam. And I was a guest alongside the hosts, Matt Scott and Mari Forth. I was just really, really happy to get on a podcast that's part of the Rob is a Podcast Network and an international podcast to boot, you know, just to share my insights about wrestling. So uh, I hope you can check it out. And it's uh, it's a bit longer than the podcasts I'm normally used to these days. So that's uh, quite a bit of a workout for me. And I, I hope that you'll enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Now, if you're a Chinoy and you're listening to this and you're enjoying these conversations about just figuring out your identity as a Chinese Filipino, please check out my other podcast called Now Steaming, a Chinoy podcast. I co-host that alongside the co-creators of So Asian Comics, Kimberly Mass and Cedric Chang. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Spotify at Now Steaming Podcast. We drop an episode every Thursday for your listening pleasure. And you can also catch us as part of the ongoing Chinoy TV docuseries, Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart, which airs Sunday nights at 8 p.m. on CNN Philippines. It's also streamed on cnnphilippines.com live every Sunday night. And you can catch the replay on the Chinoy TV Facebook page a few days after it airs live on television. Thank you so much to Babyface producers Nikai, Sola, and Gel for putting these episodes together and thank you, PNA, as always, for letting us do what we do best as podcasters. Happy second anniversary once again. On that note, I better get out of here. But first, a quick teaser about what's to come for next week. I'm talking to a former high school seatmate of mine who's now made it big in his own profession in the music industry. I'm talking to Bert Ong, the guitarist of Never the Strangers. We get to catch up on the podcast and talk about how being an introvert gets channeled into a different type of nervous energy when you're performing along with so much more. That's happening on next week's episode of On Deck with Stan C. Until then, though, please stay safe. Mask up, double mask if you can, and stay home unless you absolutely have to go out. If you need to get vaccinated, go. Get it. Please, kailangan natin yan for herd immunity. And please, don't forget to vote come 2022. My name is Stancy, and this week's episode of On Deck is in the books. I'm out of here. Stay safe. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.